Show me the money. Hi everyone, I'm Taku and welcome to the podcast. Today I'm going to do things a little bit different. I'm going to be talking about money, so I just want to get straight to it. I want to talk about applying for grants that pay us to develop our stories. I'd also like to be frank about money because I feel that's the one thing people don't, won't and refuse to talk about enough. In this episode, I'll focus on two grants that I received in 2018 and 2019. They're both government-funded and the amounts are public knowledge, so there's nothing to hide. I'll also share with you about a little writing competition I won in 2018 that changed everything. So welcome to Two Words with Taku, a show for writers who know their stories are valuable and who are finally figuring out how to put a dollar value on their time and talent. Today's two words are access granted. And in this episode, I'm answering your question. How do I find the money to write my story? Just a friendly heads up, what you're going to listen to is the recording of our latest Writers Keep Catch Up. That's our little writing community. And so I'm presenting to my peers and my community about getting money for our stories. And then at the end, there's a Q&A. And I won't name them yet because I forgot to ask if they're happy for me to do so. You know, it's manners. Um, but yeah, I just want to thank them, especially for contributing. And yeah, if you're interested in joining us, please send me an email. I'm taku at taku.com.au. Here we go. The reason why I wanted to have this uh, writer's keep was so that we are working on making our writing better, but also the work that we need to do before we start to put our work out or before we start getting the money and the, the financial support, uh, the community support to actually make our stories good and to then publish them. And, and so what's worked for me in the, in the last couple of years is really shifting my priority around how I value my writing and taking it seriously and calling myself a writer. And everything I'm gonna share right now is not to say this is how you should do it, but all I'm saying is this is what I've done This is what's worked for me and this is what is still working for me. And and so there are three main points I want to say uh, that hopefully stick with you as as you sort of start to reflect on on what you want to do with your words. The first thing I would say is you need to actually pay some money to be able to get paid to write. So when I say that, I mean things like joining the Australian Writers Guild um, or the Australian Society of Authors, attending writer conferences and networking events. And these things cost money. And before I decided to take my writing seriously, I'd look at them and go, ah, I'm not paying, I don't know, 200 bucks to go to that conference. I'm not paying 200 bucks to join that association, why? But now, I, I can't not because out of that has come so many opportunities to meet people who are doing exactly what I want to do. And it's changed everything because one main thing that has worked so far with everything that I've been doing is building relationships that are real with real people. And so that's something I really want to encourage is that as you start to think about your writing, who do you know who's a real person doing what you're doing, a real author or a real TV writer or a real 
um, you know, illustrate or somebody who's been um, published, who do you know who's real, who you can even start to talk to and ask questions, uh, because that feeds into, um, I guess, adding community around yourself when you start applying to these places. When you rock up as a one, one man band or one woman band, it's nice, but often they want to know, you know, who's supporting you, where are the letters of support, who, who's mentoring you? Who are you walking with? We know you don't have it. We know you don't know it all. We know you're still new. So what, what are you bringing to show us that you are committed to actually, you know, honing in the craft and then delivering whatever you're applying for? So I would say pay, pay to join whatever association or community that has then the structure that supports what you're trying to do. The other thing with paying for these um, guilds and associations is they also have incredible resources that tell you what you should get paid. So if you don't know how much it costs for a writer to write a novel, the ASA will tell you. If, they, if you don't know how much it costs for you to go into a school and talk, just share your story, they will tell you. If you don't know how much it costs to get people in a room together to brainstorm your TV show idea, then these places, they tell you. And that's what happened with me. So the first example I, I want to go through is how I got $17,380 from the Australian Children's TV Foundation. And this was to run a workshop um, and also to write a series Bible and to write a pilot episode for my TV show, a kid's TV show. And the reason why I tell you these numbers is because they're public. So, you know, most people don't want to talk about money because, hey, you know, hey, we don't want to be whatever. And that used to be me as well. And I'd hear a number like that and go, what? How, how are you getting 20 grand to just write, you know? But that wasn't just for me. That was to get, uh, I think it was maybe three or four people in a room together over a couple of days. And each person you know, has signed an agreement and each person is throwing ideas at me like, oh, why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And so you put together people who have different experiences and they throw ideas at, at you and you just catch them. And then you have to put a serious Bible together because once, once you have those ideas and you put your Bible together and you write a script, that's what you can use to then approach a producer or a broadcaster to say, hey, my show is great and you know, you should, you should fund further development or you should even fund making the show. So with me at the moment, I'm sort of still in development stage um, in that I've had conversations with lots of producers, a broadcaster, and still kind of negotiating those conversations. But I'm focusing more on this beginning bit because I think a few of you have lots of amazing, amazing ideas that I've read, I've seen, and I'm just like, guys, you're driving me nuts. Please, can you just, let's like get people together so that they can just start to grow legs. And one, one hot tip that I have is um, for any TV or film funding is to download the annual reports of the organization that you want to apply to. You just get a sense of, the companies that are applying, where they are, you can see the project names, but the main thing I want you to look at is the amounts. So now there's you know, 25,000 here, 35 here, 10,000 here, you know, 24, et cetera. And then when I went to apply for this, I, I had to look at what other companies had applied for and what they were getting, just so that I could put my show and my requests into context that, oh, I'm not actually crazy to ask for this. Look at what everybody else is doing. And then 
if you look at some of these people, these are the ones who, if you click on the TV or Netflix or wherever, these are the people. This is where all of those kinds of shows start. So I had to kind of get myself into the zone that, oh, wait a minute. Okay, I'm going to have to also put myself together and budget and start talking at this level in these kinds of um, numbers. Um, so the other thing I want to say is sometimes quite often the, the funding bodies will actually help you talk through your budget to understand what you need. So that's one thing I wanted to say is don't freak out if you don't know everything, if you don't have the answers. The people are so generous and kind and they can help you. Um, and the last thing I would say is when you're applying, pick the best collaborators you can. So remember how I said, you know, you go to these networking events, you know, you maybe have a wine here, wine there. You go to a conference, you ask a question in a panel, you collect business cards, ask those people, you know, if I ever apply for funding, is it okay, if, you know, if I pick your brain or is it okay if I put your name down? Because what's been amazing is people are so generous and helpful and they often say yes. So that helps back you up that, oh yeah, I'm emerging or I'm new, but I've actually got this person who's, who wants to help me. Um, so that's, that's probably what I'll say for t film and TV, that definitely get a sense of what's being made, what's being funded and how much they're getting. This is just development. This isn't even the stuff to make the stuff. This isn't even everything else. This is the first step, the idea where it's like, let's just get the idea solid. So that's film and TV. And I'll move on to books and publishing. Uh, so for this one, um, I'm gonna focus on my Australia Council grant. So I got $19,965 in 2019, yes, 19. And that was to write my first novel. Again, if you go to Australia Council, they are the leading arts body in Australia. They are set up to help artists of all shapes, sizes, forms, backgrounds, writers, illustrators, video makers, theater makers. Um, and, and so for me, I've applied to Australia Council, I think three times and gotten knocked back quite a few times. I've applied for other grants before for writing and gotten knocked back. And, they're very competitive. They have a very high standard for what they're looking for. So one thing that I wish I'd known in my earlier applications is that less is more. Keep it so simple. They have thousands of people sending in applications. And if you want to write these long, beautiful prose about what you're doing and think, you know, I was, I was getting caught up in the detail that didn't matter for my grant. And that was what wasn't working for me. And sometimes that comes from you not knowing what you're gonna be doing. Because when you're getting these grants, they want to know if we give you this 20 grand, what are we getting back? Because this is, this is the community's money. This is taxpayers' money. This is Australia supporting you. What are you gonna show us? So there's, there's really a high ele element of accountability. And so for me, in my previous grants, I just would, it was too much. It didn't make sense. And now I understand why I didn't get them. Thank God I did not get them. I was not ready. They weren't the right projects. But for this one, things were different because I had a story that I'd written 
over and over again. I tested it. It was a short story. Then it was becoming a book by myself. Then I made it into a podcast. Then I made it into a radio play. I had the story that was really quite robust. And I was testing it and I was getting feedback from my community about this one story. And then I just was like, okay, you know what? Which publisher would I love to be published by in a perfect world? And that's something for you to think about. Even for those who are interested in TV, where, where would you want your stuff to live? So for me, it was Alan and Anwen. I'd seen all the books that they published. And the one book that stood out was The Happiest Refugee by Anne Doe. And I saw that and went, oh, they publish stories by people like me. So people who've come from somewhere else and they're a bit unusual and they have a vibe and they had this Friday pitch day. So you could just submit your stuff. And, and that's what I did. I decided who I wanted to be published by. I, I pitched, they got back in touch with me months later, but by then we were starting to have a conversation. So by the time I pitched a different story, so the one I've just told you about, by the time I pitched them the story that I've been sitting on and chewing on and trying and playing with, and by the time I pitched them, we already had a relationship and a dialogue about what I wanted to do as a writer that I was able to now apply to Australia Council and say, hey, I've got a publisher who I'm having conversations with. I, um, they've offered to publish me and give me a mentor who has written you know, a few books. Um, and then I just kept it simple. The, the budget, I ended up looking at, again, what had other writers been given? And then I looked at how much time do I need to write my book? And then that's what I asked for. And that's what, thankfully, they, I was given. But that's taken a lot of work in terms of just making those little dots. So, again, I would say to you, think about who do you want to be published by or where do you want your book to sit amongst? What shelf? Like what kind of authors? Who, who's like you? And then who, if, if money was not a problem, time, space, distance, who would you want to be holding your hand through that process to help you craft and fine tune, to ask questions, somebody who's experienced? Because put that together when you're now writing a story to say, hey, I need a hand this is who's coming with me. It just makes it a bit clearer. Um, and then the last one I'll jump onto is writing competitions. So at the moment, there are so many writing competitions. We are in a way spoiled for choice. So it comes back to being quite discerning about where you want your words to land and why. And so um, this one was a thousand dollars that I won um, in 2018 and it was a competition run by Frankie magazine and they had different categories so um, uh, so they had business craft photography music and then they had a writing and podcast one and the story I just mentioned before that the publisher was interested in I had made a, a radio play with it but I used a little excerpt from that to apply and I wrote a little bit about what my story was and then that's what um, helped, you know, get me that, that prize. But what I was going to say about entering writing competitions is make your story clear. So the one that you've written or the one that you're writing, make it clear. You don't have to know what it is, like as in it, it doesn't have to be finished, but you have to have a really clear or strong sense of 
where you want it to go, where you see it going in that moment. Your story will change. That is a fact. My book is, I just don't even know who's writing this. It's now so different. But when you're applying, it needs to be clear what the story is. Uh, the second thing is make your story clear. So the story about you. And for me, I was like, I'm Taku. I am a podcaster chick. I have stories. And, you know, I just put my personality into my application. And I think sometimes we think, oh, they, they want us to be like this or like this. But you have to bring yourself to, to this competition because that's what often can help you stand out. And I think in a room like this, I'm telling you, that's the stuff that will make you stand out. Look at all our faces. Um, so, um, yeah, I think get that story clear. So if you haven't been a writer or a professional writer for a long time, where have you come from? If you've come from marketing or if you've come from construction or if you've come from, you know, administration, like how can you weave that into what your new story is as you're saying, I'm entering this competition because of this. Um, and so that's probably something I would say applies to any of the grants or funding or whatever you're going to apply to. Our lives are so complex. We have so many things that you actually have to start figuring out, oh, okay, I don't need to tell them everything everywhere, every time. I can tell them this here, okay, and then I can tell them this here. And honestly, it just means that you actually have more opportunities than you realize because now you've got different, different facets of yourself or different stories or different things that you can pitch in different places. And the last thing I would say that applies to all of them is suss out the judges' vibes. So the judges, the assessors, whoever they tell you is going to be looking at your entry or your funding application, just suss them out, get a sense of who they are, what they represent. Sometimes I'll even look at their Twitters just to kind of get a feel for who, who's reading my work. And I always imagine that I'm, I'm approaching them as if they're sitting in a room and I'm on a stage. So um, it, I'm sure most of you have done public speaking or you've had to you know, present to people you don't know. There's a way that you can read your audience that helps you tailor sometimes your tone, your body language, whatever. So it's the same thing when you're applying for these competitions um, or if you're applying for these, these, these grants, you can tailor your, your writing tone in an application to really like target certain things. So if you notice they're using certain words, like, you know, obviously the big bang one is diversity. You know, if, if, if you notice they're using that one, you know, you can either like go with it or you can subvert it and, and explain why, or, you know, like you, you just have to kind of read between the lines. And it ends up being about a real confidence in applying, but also knowing that you don't know everything. I, it's hard to explain, but, but I guess, I think the fear that I had for a long time was that I needed to know everything and have everything ready to apply to then get the money. But the big thing is that a lot of this funding money is available for you to develop, to be mentored, to figure it out. That's how everybody else does it. And yeah, I think that's as much as I wanted to share about, you know, funding for film and TV, funding for books and publishing and entering writing competitions. 
Um, that was awesome. I was wondering what was your experience like with the screen world versus the writing world when it came to seeking funding and mentoring? You know, like was there any distinct differences or was it all sort of everyone ends up crossing over industries anyway? You know, was it much different? That's such an interesting question because I at one point wanted to write or put it on a t-shirt that TV people don't care about your book. Book people don't care about your TV show unless TV people are optioning your book and they're not going to option your book unless it's already sold and proven that it's something amazing. And then book people, they don't really care about your TV show unless they're kind of linked to that. So for me personally, I've, I've learned, it took me a long time to learn to read the room, so, you know, figure out who you need to talk, talk to about what. And there are different ways of writing. So to me, they are now quite separate in terms of my mentors for each one. However, man, as a writer, the crossover is incredible because things like plotting, character, um, you know, all of those things, now they're starting to weave together and I could, they're helping each other this ways. But in terms of the mentors themselves, uh, I haven't really had those crossover. How did you get your mentors? The book one, I asked my publisher, I said to them, I want to write a young adult novel. I would like a mentor because I've never written a novel before. And I need someone who's going to be kind and generous. And they said, oh yeah, no, we, we've got someone. So they suggested Lily Wilkinson for me. And in the publisher's room, they had this massive room and like all these books and they just brought out a stack of her books and like, right, bang, there, there she is. And she's happy to help you. We'll pay for her to help you kind of thing. And then with the TV ones, um, that's been more over time when people help you out or you work with people or you have questions, you, you, I, I find I go back to the same people and then I don't tell them, hey, you're my mentor, but quietly I'm like, that's the person I'm gonna ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you said for the book to get the funding, what was the funding for? And what did you pitch? Like, what did you present as a pitch? Was it like an outline? Was it a plot? Or what was it? Oh, so for the Australia Council grant, I applied to get money to write the novel. So I think I said, honestly, so long ago, I can't remember. I think I said I was asking for a year to write the novel. So that's the full novel that I would then hand, hand to my publisher who and then they'll go through it and then the book gets published. So what I had by that stage was I submitted, I think I submitted three chapters that I'd already written anyways. They'd been sitting there getting stale. I submitted um, a bit of the audio of that, of that uh, play that I'd written. I also asked the publisher for a letter of support. And then I also told them my mentor's name as well, because then it helps to say, oh, I've got somebody who's written books, like I was saying before, and what else? And then I just told them a bit about why I wanted to write the story. So why, why me? And I talked about the frustration of working with kids and working with young people and not seeing enough of our stories and feeling like it's just hard to get in. And, and I think that's something that don't be afraid to tell the truth or to call that stuff out. I just recently did that in an application where I actually called them out. I said, I don't like the language that you're using because that's not a label I use for myself. And I did it 
kind of almost trusting myself that no, I actually need to say this because I need them to know where I stand. And then that actually got me shortlisted because now they're like, oh, we didn't even think about that stuff. So don't be afraid to, to, to put in your story or, or, your, or why, why that, that time is right for you or why that story is right for you. And yeah, that's, that's what I did. And by the way, with that, um, the great thing is they're also supportive. So that was supposed to take me a year. But then I had a baby and then the pandemic happened. So I'm just about to finish that um, book and and then quit that grant. Sorry, I don't know why I can't speak now. Um, So things happen. They know things happen to artists. They know they're actually very understanding as long as you keep that communication clear as well. This is probably linking to what you've just spoken about just then. Is there, probably my question is very rudimentary. Is there like a follow-up to them finding out what you an aftermath to what you did with the money because I presume when they give you the money and you say I want to hold a workshop uh, and do a one-page script do they want you to then report back to them with the after after like do they want to know what you've done because I'm assuming it's not like they'll say give us back our money for not having finished the one episode or nothing comes of the project I've never understood that about grants like what are the terms and conditions if there are any yeah, that's a that's a really good question. And in fact, I'd forgotten to mention. Um, yeah, read the terms and conditions for each each and every um, thing that you want to apply for, try try out for, because they're so different. Some grants they just give you the money, bye. Others they want a report to know exactly what you did with it, why they you know they want photos or. They, they want to know. And, and I think it's fair. And I think this is also the fear for lots of people. And I'm not saying it's for you, but in terms of being accountable, if you suddenly get money to write, suddenly you got to write. So that means now you got to focus. Now you've got to stop telling what, what, what. Now you got to stop going out. Now you, now you actually have to do the work. So there is that element of, yeah, you ask for the money, you do the budget, you tell them what you're going to do, then you have to honor that because it's a very small world. It's a very small industry. Well, they're all small industries. So in a way, you also want to. You actually will be so happy when you get the money that you will do it. You, 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 you will. And then you'll want to tell people that you did it. Um, yeah. That's, actually, that's such a good question. Um, and it's so true. Each grant is so different depending on who you're getting the money from, what they want afterwards. I was kind of curious to talk to you like the difference between the Australian Writers Children's Television Foundation versus like Australian Council for the Arts, like, because one's a gov, like they're both government, but one of them had, you know, I think maybe different outcomes in mind. Like, did both of them, like, how were they different in terms of what they expected for you to show them at the end? You know, um, I think they. Um, how do I explain it? So, you can apply for you can pretty much apply for anything that's going to develop you as an artist. So even Australia Council has professional development grants. Um, so with the ACTF, I had my kids' book, and I went in. I was like, "Here's my kids' book." I want to make a TV show. And they're like, yeah, that's great, but it doesn't quite work like that. We, what's the story? And a kid's picture book, translating that to a TV show is very different. There's so much work that goes into that. So for me, they wanted to know what the story was. So I actually did 
um, a joint masterclass and I did Shonda Rhimes masterclass online. I smashed out a series Bible, my characters. It was 45 pages. And I had a script producer that I was working with and he helped me nut it down to, I think, 10. So then I was able to go with him and say to the ACTF, I want to sit in a room and now figure out what this TV show is going to be. What, who's the character? What are we doing? And I want to write a pilot episode. So they said, great. So that's what we'll give you the money to do. Just that. Because most times that's all you need to be able to have those conversations. And so that's what happened. And so I actually haven't had um, any more development from there because I'm still having those conversations around who's going to be in the next stage of development. The idea is to have the producer or the production company with me as we start to develop it further. Otherwise I could keep working on it forever by myself, but then if somebody else comes in, then they're not really kind of involved from, you know, the ground up. So that was a very clear, what's this, what's the show? What's the TV series, Bible, couple of episode outlines and a script for the pilot. Cause a pilot episode script gives you tone, feel, vibe, and whatever it is, that's what you're supposed to love and be like, ah, we're in. And then Australia Council, for them, I told them I wanna, I wanna finish the book. I only had three chapters. I had this wonky radio play, lots of ideas. I'm like, I just, I just wanna finish the book. So for them, they're expecting me to have a book at the end. Yeah, how, how was that experience for you? Was there anything that you would like to share? Um, honestly, I feel so underqualified to comment about this because I applied for a few competitions and like nobody even looked at my, my work at all. And so when I applied for this one, I was like, you know what, I'm definitely not going to win. I, I, I'm nothing. But it came up and I think I was telling you just before Christmas, I was going to Victoria to see my husband's family. I rushed it through. I kind of took bits that I had done before, edited it. But what was great about this one, and I think it goes on to something that you said you only had like 500 words um to submit to support your entry and so you know as we know being really concise but getting everything in is actually harder than blabbing on for two pages and so I had to rewrite that a few times but I, I honestly I feel like that was more the universe aligning than it was me doing anything because I feel like I, I don't know what I did differently uh, maybe what I did do differently is I submitted so each time I'd submit, I'd go, oh, I'm just going to do a different chapter because maybe one will resonate more than the others. And this one I started at the beginning, whereas other ones I chose chapters that I thought were good. Um, and maybe that resonated more because it, it sort of gave the beginning um, and what happens. So, and yeah, so I can't be, I don't feel I can be helpful in that space. But the one thing I can say is that I knew my book and what I had written wasn't ready. I knew it had strengths, but I knew it wasn't ready. And I just didn't know how to go any further. And I must say, just having a mentor look at it for two hours and come back and give me feedback. I was like, yes, that is exactly what it's missing. But I couldn't see it. But then as soon as the mentor told me this and this and this is strong and this and this and this is lacking, I was like, you are so right. And it became so obvious. And so I, I, I do think that maybe for me, the way forward is either doing a proper writing course or working with a mentor, because I feel like I bring certain strengths, but then because I'm not 
a creative writer as in my background. Um, I lack a lot of things as well. And I didn't know what I lacked until someone told me what I lacked. And I was like, that's awesome. Thanks for telling me. Now I know what to work on. Um, so that part was really, really useful. And as part of um, that competition, we got to be part of a program called Pathways to Publishing. So we've only had one meeting already, but it was just nice to meet like-minded people that are working on a whole variety of books. And yeah, we're going to talk through a whole range of things. So, you know, that'll be nice too, because then it helps build a bit of a community. I'm not sure if that, I'm not sure if that delivered on what you wanted it to, but it's been a good experience so far. That's so good. That That's exactly it. So even us catching up like this, I'm having conversations with all of you in different ways about this same topic and it is that community and feeling like, okay, you're not crazy for wanting to do more. And I think we all kind of have that simmering frustration of like, oh, I just, I know it could be more and better, but, but how? So I think, yeah, it's quite refreshing hearing other people share this stuff and then that's how we can support each other. My question's about the fact that you know you went through such a big process of refining and and revisiting a story and putting it through so many different formats i am quite impressed at that um but did you ever run into issues in terms of like receiving feedback that went against your vision or um derailed you a little bit and, and if you did how did you manage how did you reconcile it did you also tell them you know this is not my this is not my vision or this is um this isn't helpful um any any sort of on that subject that you've run into yeah i'm going to say that that is very very real and i think summed it up quite beautifully how she was excited to get that feedback when you get to that point mm -hmm. then you're on the home run because there is a self awareness that we all need to kind of gain to then have that Honestly, it's a humility to say to someone who's better than you or considered better than you, hey, can you look at this and tell me what needs work? And honestly, it's killer when those first notes come back or the first feedback come back. And, you know, some people won't care <laughs> about some things. And so you have to decide whether you fight for them or how you fight for them. Um, but then I would say... Now that I'm, you know, maybe three to four years into this writing career, trust your story. You know, like you, you know, like, you know your story. So you know when it doesn't quite make sense or just needs a bit of, you know that stuff and people will comment on that. But the actual bone of it, the heart of it, that, that is actually unshakable. So for me, that's what I've found is, all my characters that I write about are these young girls who want to speak up, who are told you can't talk and look at me, I'm queen of talking. So it ends up still coming up that these kids need to talk. So it doesn't matter if they're wearing chairs or if they're wearing buses or if they're doing whatever, they're going to talk. And so once you know what the, the, main, the main thing you're trying to say, everything else doesn't matter. It actually ends up helping you create better. I'm just curious, rewinding to Alan and Unwin, what what did you do to make them want to invest in you that much to give you like a mentor and, and guide you? Like, how did you do, how did you do that? Tell me that. <laughs> That's a pretty cool place to be in. Honestly, I think it's kind of unsaid, but 
you have to almost be obsessive with doing the research of who are the publishers, who takes yeah. submissions. Some publishers don't even want to know you unless you've got an agent. Others are like, doors are open, send us what you got. So I spent so many, like, it was actually years researching wow. who, who, who might take my story. And so then once I had this kid's book that I self-published, I knew it was good because people had already liked it and bought it. So when I went to them, I said, hey, I've got this book and now I'm trying to do a spin-off series of my characters. People like it, but you know, and you're all about diversity and stuff or whatever. I, I pitched myself and my book and then that's what they were interested in. Let's have a conversation. And most of these organizations are run by people, just normal people. So you go and you see them and you meet them and you know, you have conversations and, and I think that's a really important thing. I think I meant to mention it, pick up the phone, call and ask, how can I submit? Um, if I submit, what, what happens? Like, even if you're looking for money or funding, like call them, ask them, how does it work? You know, what do I need to know? Just pick up the phone and ask someone. So with them, by the time that I'd been talking about my book, I also wasn't loving my book anymore. I was like, this picture book is getting old. And that's the one I was now developing into a TV show. So I was, we were both starting to feel like, ah, it's not quite working. But then I had the story that won the Frankie competition. And that prize was sponsored by another publisher. So then I was like, ah, so maybe I should approach that publisher to publish this story. And they're a big name publisher. And they were, they were so friendly to me at the, the winner's dinner thing and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, ah, but you know, I'm friends with Alan and Unwin Peoples. Let me go back to them and see if they want my book. If they don't want it, then I'll go this way. So it was a bit of, you start to do a bit of, you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? So then I went back and they're like, oh no, we'll, we'll take it. And so then, <laughs> yeah. But that came through, that one story, testing it over years, by the way, and just feeling like absolutely crap about it. And then finally some breakthrough, unexpectedly. I was just saying, yeah, usually funding bodies are super keen to help people with advice on what to include in your applications, but not everyone asks for advice before submitting because it can be intimidating. That's right. Um, I was going to say that usually the funding who like, so what will happen is that there'll be people who are there to like do the admin and the processing and they can give you great advice on your application and what to look out for. They're not the ones that actually will agree on who gets the funding. So they can give you advice. They can give you tips on it because they're not the ones that are actually judging your application. It's usually a grant committee. And Talky mentioned that you can usually find who's maybe on those committees and do some research on them to figure it out. Um, yeah. But, Anyway, that's a tip from me, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's really helpful. And in fact, following on, on to that, I had a note to say, always preview the form. So with a lot of these grants, they use um, a portal called Smarty Grants, I think. They're different ones. But when you, when you find out about a new application and it says, here's where you apply, click on it. Because sometimes, in fact, often they have the option to look at the form. And so download it and you get to know all the questions, what they're asking. You even get to sometimes find out how many characters you have. So what I always do is I do the whole application in a separate Word document, then copy and paste across, copy and paste across. Um, 
because what it means is that I'm working in one document and I'm getting all my thoughts in order and I can edit as I need to. So that literally the only thing I'm doing on the application is just like pasting, 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 go. And the reason why I said that is because sometimes you get bogged down even just in what the format of these forms looks like. They're still so clunky, like 1872 style. So that can do your head in as you're now trying to do the budget and add this and add that. It, it actually is quite cumbersome and a hindrance. And they're actually aware of it, some of these bo uh, funding bodies. So I would always say preview the form, really understand what the questions are, ask somebody who might've applied before to give you tips. And then you just feel, you just feel better. And the other good thing is if, if you do it in a separate document, that's now the prototype for the next application or for your bio. So you're always kind of working more efficiently with the same material rather than rewriting stuff forever and ever. And you just end up working smarter. Um, yeah. It's not exactly every day that everyone sends you uh, text messages telling you to apply for it, Grant. So um, do you know where we can be in the know about where uh, grants are for specific field? Because, of course, you're talking about both publishing and screen. So I'll just be asking for both. Yeah, definitely. So again, with those associations that I mentioned, the Australian Writers Guild, uh, the Australian Society of Authors and any other industry associations. So I think there would be the songwriters or there would be, um, you know, whichever industry you're interested in or what association, join them. In fact, you don't even need to join and pay. They have mailing lists. And on those mailing lists, that's when they tell you the news of who's won what, what's happening, but also what's coming up and what's available. Uh, so for screenwriters, I would definitely say sign up to Screen Australia, um, their, their mailing list, Screen Australia, Film Victoria, or whatever territory you're in, and the Australian Writers Guild, Australian Directors Guild, if you want, the Screen Producers Association. They, they literally send you information every week. Oh, there's also a really good resource, um, a magazine called Inside Film. So they have a website and a mailing list, but they also have a print magazine. They're pretty good because they're, they're really thorough. So I would sign up to them. And then for writing, same thing. Um, Google Writers Festivals, Google Writing Prizes, um, or even Google specific topics for, you know, so if you have a specific topic you write about, then Google that and see what's available, but there's lots. Also consider checking out where you live, your local council, because most local councils will have local art grants that are available for local artists that live in the area to develop work or launch something sometimes, or even residencies sometimes, there might be things like that in the local council area, yeah. And that's it for this episode. I hope you found that interesting to just listen to us talking about uh, writing grants. And yeah, if you have any questions, get in touch at taku.com.au. Otherwise, keep writing and all the best with the things that you're working on. See you next time. Bye.